Welcome to the MFR Coaches Podcast, where we talk about how you can create your own MFR business, how to have one, and what to do to get started. Each week, we will discuss practical ways to create a business that keeps you from under-earning and burning out. I'm your host, Heather Hommel. Over 10 years ago, I decided to change my massage practice to MFR only. I became fully booked and have enjoyed years of success helping people to get out of pain and return to active lifestyles. I'm here to help you do it too, even if you live in a tiny town and even if you've never had a business before. Let's go. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the MFR Coaches Podcast. I have another interview to do today. I'm so lucky to be able to have so many great guests on the podcast, and I hope all of you guys are enjoying these interviews and learning so much. Today, I have Valerie Cizik. She is the owner of Total Body Freedom Myofascial Release in Wichita, Kansas. Valerie, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? Thank you, Heather. I am doing pretty good today. It's my day off, so I'm just relaxing. Awesome. So Valerie is or has been a private coaching client of mine. She did my 12-week intensive. We started working together in February of 2021. I think when you came to me, you you were working for someone else then, and you but you also had your MFR business on the side. And you were wanting to expand that. So why don't you tell the listeners kind of like what brought you to coaching, what you were thinking back then? Yes. So when we started working together, I was wanting to quit my job. And sometimes I just need an external push from the outside. And you really helped me with that. So I think maybe it was about a week after we started coaching. I put my two weeks in at that job and that job, I was just doing massage Mm -hmm. and with my myofascial business on the side, if I got too many clients in my private practice, I would start to get really overwhelmed Mm -hmm. pairing that with all the massages I was doing. And I remember you just were basically saying, you know, there's no room for me to grow. Because I already have enough because of that job. So, yes, I quit that job and things basically took not too long, so many weeks, maybe a month, and they've just started getting really, really busy. Yeah. I think another thing, which like in hindsight now is like kind of funny, when we started working together, you weren't really into like online booking, right? No, I I was not into online booking. I really liked what someone had said, I don't know, a, two years ago or something. I was seeing someone and basically they were saying, if someone really wants to work with you, they will reach out and contact you. And I believe that it, that is true. Yeah, totally. But for all those people, and you had said, you know, they can book anytime they want. They can book at midnight if they want. And that has happened. Mm-hmm. People yeah. book at 10 o'clock, people book at midnight at 1 a.m. So I talked with you the first time. And I think in between the first time and the second time, basically within that first week, I set up online booking and that has changed so much yeah. just with the booking process and the fact that I actually don't have to get back to people. Right. You kind of had the idea that it was going to be like time consuming or that people were going to book when you weren't working or you weren't going to have a lot of control over your schedule. And actually the opposite is true. You have, 
you have to be in control of your schedule. First of all, I mean, it makes you be in control of it. And you have a lot of control over when people can book and when they can't, when they can cancel all of the things, then you don't have to pay so much phone tag or email follow-up to get people actually in and coming in and understanding that they do have an appointment. So it is a time saver and I recommend it to everybody. (laughs) And I think also just with the different people I've worked with at this point, that the people that may not actually reach out, it almost gives them an opportunity to just book the session with you and see if this is something they're even interested in. Right. Well, I just think about so many people that are maybe like me. I totally have phonophobia. Like I hate talking on the phone. And I think that was one of my biggest weaknesses when I, when I started my own MFR business was the utter, like sheer, fear of talking to someone on the phone or having to answer the phone all the time, not wanting to, like, it just was overwhelming to me. And so when online booking became available, it was like the best thing ever because more people would book that way. I still created the skill to talk to people on the phone and to get over that fear, but it is still something that I struggle with. And I have to, on purpose, like talk to people and be a human, but for other people out there that are like me from the client end that are struggling in that way, they get to eliminate that step altogether and just go online. They, and then they can wait and talk to you in person. They don't have to have any like physical interaction with you ahead of time. Some You can even pay online sometimes in certain cases and not have to deal with you at all, right? <laughs> That's true. Yeah. yeah. I guess I didn't think of more the client end and being, I don't want to say scared, but that phobia that not really wanting to call. I think of it more on my end where I'm like, I don't really want to call you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, but if you do look at it from like the customer experience end of it, it really does create, I mean, it just takes off one barrier to getting in contact with you, which is amazing because you want to make it as easy as possible. I'm always like auditing people's websites and like their booking link and like what, how many barriers are there before I can actually get to this appointment link. And sometimes there's a ton and we just, don't notice because we don't check on our own websites how well they're working. Right. So. That is very true. Cause I've recently visited a few websites that are maybe they're not for a booking, but I'm looking for something specific that I feel like should be right there in front of my face. And yeah. you just have to dig. Right. And you might lose attention span and just look for the next website that actually has what you're looking for, that there's no barrier to finding the link. So right. I think that's, this is a good thing to be talking about. It's so simple, but it makes a huge difference. And it can be a difference between getting a new client and not. And when you're growing your practice, how bad do you want new clients? That's a good question. (laughs) (laughs) Valerie's like, it depends on who it is. (laughs) Well, no, because, and I don't know if it's a sidetracking, but it's working so well, you know, and I guess people really are looking at this myofascial release. A lot of people out here don't really know what it is, which is why I say it that way. Yeah. Last week I didn't have any new clients and I just thought in my head, thank God. (laughs) Because I had gotten so many. We have to take a pause here because this is like so funny when, okay, I'm going to fast forward to like when we had like a week a week or two left of coaching and you were yeah. like, Heather, but how am I supposed to find the clients? Yeah. And I was like, Valerie, all the clients are coming. Like literally watch out. And you were like, but how are the clients coming? 
So I remember that conversation. Like, I think you were like, coaching is ending and I'm pretty sure I didn't learn anything and no clients are coming. That really sounds exactly like what I was thinking. I was like, what did I learn from all this? But no, you are right. They are. I think a lot of people look things up. They don't necessarily take action because going back to what you said, make it easy. It wasn't so easy for the majority of people to do it. Yeah. Book that whatever. Yes. And in like the 12 weeks of coaching, you're laying down all the foundation for it to be so easy for your clients. And you're creating all of your policies, all your procedures, all of your doing all of the thought work around believing in your ability to treat the clients. So then you're not intimidated when they come in, coming up with the ability to sell MFR and the treatment plans that you've created. So then when, when they do start to come in, you are a rebooking machine, which it sounds like you've created that in your practice now. If you're like, please, yeah. people. <laughs> yeah, I love it. You know, and of course you have the people that will rebook and then they cancel and you reach mm-hmm. out and they don't respond. And it's like, yeah. you know what? That's fine because there's other people out there that want this. Yes. Maybe they don't know yet, but they find you and they realize that this is something that they want. So because I keep seeing new people. Yeah. I've just kind of let those people go. I'm like, that's fine. Yeah. Whereas before you might've taken it personal. Like what was I doing wrong? Or like, why, why doesn't this person want to come back? And now it's like you have a, an ideal client filter, which for you would be people that want to come back. People that are able to schedule. They're serious about getting treatment. Right. And the other people you're like, okay, it was like, great to meet you. I'm moving on to the people that want to be here, not spending a lot of time thinking about people that aren't paying you or that aren't interested in treatment. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. It's a good place to be, huh? It feels pretty good being fully booked. And yeah, it's, you know, honestly, it's when I had said, you know, last week I was like, okay, no new clients. In a sense, it's overwhelming. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of not kind of, I am figuring out like, how does this work in my life? Yeah. With and a, what can I do outside of work to decompress? That's a huge thing that yeah. even when, when we were working together, that was something that started coming up and I'm still working on that. Yeah, for sure. I think too, it's like, it's next level problems, right? When we start our business, yes. our first problem is no clients, no money. We're just bleeding money basically to keep in business. Yeah. And then we start to get busy. Then we kind of have to figure out how to talk to people, how to communicate, how to sell. And then we get so good at it that it does create that problem of complete fully bookness to the point where you, maybe you do have some overwhelm and that's like the next level thinking, being able to manage your thoughts around what's going on and still show up for clients in a way that creates awesome results for them. How do you feel like you do in that area, the showing up for your clients? The showing up area. I would say I am working on that. Mm-hmm. Well, it must <laughs> be going pretty good. <laughs> say that again. It must be going pretty good. Yeah. Well, I just find just because I am overwhelmed with all the spinning pieces right now mm-hmm. because they're moving so much, mm-hmm. much more than before. I have kind of gone back to the the working on like staying fully present for 
my clients throughout the whole session because mm-hmm. you know sometimes my mind will start to wander and bring yeah. myself back too. Like when you look at your schedule and it's it is fully booked and people are wanting to get in, like it's easy <laughs> to be like, holy shit, like and think something's gone wrong almost because it's so crazy or it feels like, well, I'm not gonna have a minute to myself, but we also right. like create our own schedules like that. So have you looked at do you need to create some more space in your schedule or do you need to like have a regular day off or what do you have in place for yourself right now to support yourself through that? Like taking more time for myself. Do you mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or like, how do you have your schedule set up right now? What is fully booked for you? And what, what do you do inside and outside of work to take care of yourself? So fully booked for me is 16 appointments. And sometimes I'll look at the hours because I do hour and a half sessions. Sometimes I don't want 16 appointments because there's too many hour and a half sessions. Mm -hmm. So fully booked could be 16 appointments or up to 18, 19 hours in total. And also in my practice with taking time for myself, sometimes I'll look at like how people are scheduled and I'll block out times that I might want for myself personally, or I just don't want to have someone there because there's too many people too close together on a day. Yeah. How often do you check into your schedule to see if it's flowing well for you? Like to make sure you have a lunch or to make sure you have, are able to like go to your own appointments and that kind of thing. Is it like Um, a daily check-in or do you just do it like a couple, couple times a week to make sure everything is on track? Right. Well, so I have the online scheduler, but I also have a book that because I'm a pen and paper, whatever mm-hmm. person. Yes. So I really see it there because I need to visually see it on a paper. So I see it all the time. And sometimes if a day looks like too overwhelming, or I might have a couple in a row, I'll start to block things off and figure out, okay, well, what do I need? So in terms of taking care of myself, if the day's really full and there's a lot of appointments close together, I'll have to figure out for me, it's more food mm-hmm. because we all get hungry. Yes. So what do I have that I can bring that I can just eat quickly yeah. between clients? Because sometimes I don't mind seeing so many people in a row. I mean, that means my day is very full. Yeah. But that's okay. Yeah. Maybe I like, I like that maybe. you look into it and you're like, okay, how much food am I going to be required to eat during this? Right. Like I'm the same way. And I think I'm, Heather, I like of, to eat. So I do too. I'm also guilty <laughs> of like when, when I was in practice full-time scheduling myself so tight that like, sometimes I never had lunch because I was like, let's just get in and get out. Right. Let's right. not take a lot of time in between. And that's fine. But like, is that sustainable long-term? And I think the answer for that is no. I think eventually like that could be a burnout point. So exactly. And so those days, the more I have those days, or maybe there's like two in a row, it just kind of sets in me more. Like, I don't know if I really like this. Yeah. Fine. But then there's a part of me that feels that it's not actually fine. So those days I always like assess and reassess, especially if they, you know, are happening again. I think I have one day like that this week. Okay. And so do you worry about it like ahead of time? I used to. Okay. What changed? Doing so many of them. Mm -hmm. And it's not like I've done loads, but having done enough 
that I'm like, okay, as long as it's not like that the day before and or the day after, mm-hmm. if it's just a standalone day. Also, if I know everyone that's coming in, if it's not a new person, mm-hmm. that's also okay. Yeah. I think it's so good to know like how you react and like how your nervous system responds to a really packed day versus like a lighter day or a day where you have a lot of new people and a day where you have like people that you already know kind of feel calmer because you, you just know what to expect with them. So managing your schedule is so important. And that's why we spend so much time figuring out like how many sessions feel good for your body and feel good for you financially. Like you know, really setting your prices based on how much you want to work, what you want to make and what you need to make, and then creating your schedule from that information versus like, I just want to see everyone. I just want to get as full as I can, which a lot of new therapists, I think they're so excited to do the work that they, they burn themselves out quickly because they overwork or they don't take breaks or they don't see how much control they have over their schedule. So I'm happy to see that you are like looking at it all the time and really checking in and listen to yourself now in these early on stages, when you are feeling overwhelmed just be like, is it necessary for me to be overwhelmed in order to be successful? You know, there's lots of options. You can raise your price. You can cut back your hours. Like there's so many options available to you. So don't ever lose sight of the fact that you're in control of it. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> All right. I have some curious questions for you. How long have you been doing MFR? I think I've been doing MFR for about two and a half years. Okay. How did you find MFR? So I found MFR before I started taking classes. I started as a client. I was in massage school and one of my teachers had mentioned some lady and she hadn't even seen her. She just heard amazing things about her. Mm-hmm. And I reached out to her um, and we set up a time to talk. And I think it was more because I wanted to know if I wanted to work with her or go and do a 10 series of rolfing. Oh, I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had had one rolfing session. I held my breath the whole time. He didn't say anything to me. And I kept mm. thinking the whole time, like, can't you tell I'm not breathing? <laughs> I might die. Yeah. And so, yeah, I talked to her after that session, really close to when I was supposed to start the 10 series. And I don't even know what all she said, what all I asked her, but I really loved what she had to say. So I went and had a session with her. And that first session was basically Mm life-changing. I have a lot of tightness, tension in my lower back and pelvis Mm -hmm. from a fall I had a while ago. And in that first session, I was laying there, she had moved her hand out from underneath my sacrum pelvis. And I just felt like I was 10 years old lying in a field of grass on my back looking up at the sky. Not sure if I've ever had that experience as a 10 year old. But that's just it just felt so free like a child again down there. That's so beautiful. Yeah. And then I saw her again. And I knew that this was what I wanted to study when the time came. Yeah. So did you start your MFR training then like really soon after massage school? I didn't. So that whole experience took place 
in San Francisco, okay. just where I'm from. And then I moved to Wichita, Kansas, and I move here. And I think, okay, how does this work here? Like, these <laughs> trainings aren't cheap. Yeah. Just the whole cost of doing a training, it costs money. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> and how the so world I works. kind of just held, <laughs> I held back. Yeah. And then someone else pushed me. I could drive to them where I was, you know, mm-hmm. this seminar and this seminar. And she just said, would you feel confident if you took those two or if you did MFR one unwinding and two, mm-hmm. which would you feel more confident? And I said, mm-hmm. well, one unwinding and two. And she's like, you need to go do that. Yeah. That was um, some great advice. <laughs> Because the next one coming up was in Sedona. And I'm like, oh, man, the whole thing is just so expensive. And yeah. I was hoping to do something closer where there was more accommodation options. But I went and did it. I figured out a budget. Yeah. You're resourceful like that, right? Like, yeah, it might have seemed really expensive, but you pulled it together and created right. the ability to do I it. drove there. I took two days wow. to drive. Wow. I love yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. That's how I got started. Okay. Like how long ago was that? Like two years ago, two or three years ago? That was just over four years ago. Okay. The having my first session was just over four years ago. Okay. What would you say? I mean, you've taken other seminars since then. Yeah. What's your favorite seminar and why? Man, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have a favorite? Um, no. Okay. You like them all? You know, I could say the last two that I took were cervical thoracic and rebounding. Mm-hmm. And we could say just that experience has been my favorite. Yeah. Not necessarily the specific the classes. Yeah. And it's more because of where I was emotionally when I went there. Because yeah. I still have a lot of things that I'm holding on to. Sure. I went into that week telling myself that I'm going to let go. Yeah. How'd and that work out? yes. And I was able to good. Like it's fun to hear other therapists journeys because some people get in this with like, no, like they seemingly think they have no issues going on, right? No issues in their tissues, <laughs> no trauma responses, whatever. I find that hard to believe. I think we all have our individual experiences of life and they add up over time, all the micro traumas we've been through. And some people have been through more than others, but once you have the hands-on and you have been getting and receiving MFR and also like witnessing it through the seminars where it's so intense. And especially if you've done like back-to-back seminars, your walls are down. Like you're, you're just like, wide open and all of your layers are being exposed. And so you're going to have, I don't know, like much deeper experiences, I guess, like personally, right. You're not just there to learn the techniques, at least not for me. I was never just there to learn the techniques. It was like my own healing journey and my own process and learning to know myself in a way that I didn't even know was possible. I don't know if the same is true for you, but just, it's like such an adventure like doesn't compare to anything else. It is an adventure. (laughs) That is true. Yeah. Yeah. So now that you're like a fully booked therapist with a thriving practice, how does that feel for you? Two words pop into my head. One is exciting, excited, Mm -hmm. energized around that. 
also overwhelmed. I know I still have pieces to sort out business-wise, but also just in my life with what are you doing? Kind of going back to, I think it was something that we didn't actually touch on, but what are, what am I doing to take care of myself outside of how am I decompressing? Yeah. So what have you figured out from that? Like, what are you doing? Well, I've started taking an exercise class. Mm -hmm. Talk to me about the concept of having fun on purpose. I think this was something we were kind of talking about the last time we coached, which was like how to decompress on purpose and how to look for ways to enjoy yourself in and outside of work. Okay. So I think it was a little bit before I met you, I had started thinking about, I need to pretty much what you just said, have fun on purpose, Mm -hmm. find things to put in my life that have nothing to do with work. Mm -hmm. And it took me a while to take action on that. And so recently I've started getting back into exercising and also exploring artsy craftsy things. Mm -hmm. And I've also been trying to, even if it's a one-off, but do stuff that I don't normally do, just searching out different things in the community going on. Mm -hmm. Um, Next weekend, I signed up to do like a dance paint. I don't know. It's where you dance. Yeah. Creative, expressive dancing, however you want. While you paint a picture. That's cool. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And I love the idea of like having fun on purpose because I think we can take business, especially when we're like solo entrepreneurs, we're doing this all on our own and we're doing something that's so unique. You can kind of get wrapped up in like all of your attention being on that. And then sometimes the factor of like being alone in it can really take over and become a little bit depressing. And we just are like walled off in our own little world. So seeking out things that you can do that are different, are fun on purpose. It's just a beautiful way to, I don't know, experience MFR even more deeply because then when you are at work, you're working and enjoying it. And then outside of work, you're enjoying your life outside of work because you don't work a ton of hours. You have a lot of hours outside of work that you can be living and having fun and taking naps or whatever it is that you like to do. (laughs) For me, it's naps. So (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Well, what advice would you give to other therapists that are thinking about getting a coach, thinking about hiring me for help? Like what advice would you tell them? I would say just take the risk. Yeah. So I I guess I can go back to one of the reasons why I decided to work with you Mm -hmm. was I was really struggling with words and wording. And I had been part of another group of a bunch of body workers, but the person leading it is not a MFR person. Mm -hmm. And for a while I had been struggling with wording, like how do I say different things, especially back to one of our first conversations, you know, how do you describe MFR? Mm -hmm. And I still don't do it amazingly, but it's way better than it was. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. 
And then that's how I came up with, and Heather kind of helped me with the name for my business. I actually thought that I was just never going to have a name because nothing came up. Yeah. Then you just said that, right? Like your clients feel like they have total body freedom. Yeah. That's been my experience with it. Yeah. That was your own own experience. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think we were like trying to come up with like taglines or like, what is your statement that you say to people? Right. And then that was one of them. Like, I feel like I have total body freedom when I have MFR. That was so fun. I remember that like yesterday, even though it was like months ago. (laughs) So fun. Well, I would say like from my experience of like coaching you, like it was so fun to coach you because you definitely were like, I'm not doing this. Like I'm not, I don't want to be salesy. Like I'm not raising my prices. I'm not getting online booking. I'm not, oh, there was like one other thing that you were like, not going to do. I can't remember what it was now. Oh. And you were like, where are all my clients coming from? Right? Like, how am I going to figure this out? And no matter what you actually were so you're so smart and adaptable. Like you literally were just afraid a little bit that it wouldn't work out for you. And then you were like overcoming all of those fears and doing it anyway, even when you were really uncomfortable, especially talking about MFR, making offers to help people and selling it. Right. And you got really good at, look at you. Like now you're overbooked basically, because you've gotten so good at it. And just think about how lucky your clients are living in Wichita, Kansas. Like who knew that you could get MFR there? It's just becoming more and more like available everywhere because of people like you that are willing to learn this, willing to take the risk, first of all, of the financial investment in learning it. And then again, the financial risk to hire a coach to set everything up correctly so that you can create a fully booked situation. You can still feel overwhelmed, but it's not an emergency, right? Right. I think that is kind of where I'm at. There is an overwhelm, but there's no emergency. Yeah. Because the clients are there and it's working with what that means and entails. Yeah. Like nothing's gone wrong. Even if you feel overwhelmed, a lot of overwhelm is just a default setting that some people have. It doesn't mean anything's going wrong or that you have to panic or that anything's broken. You just get to figure out all of the things you can control and all the things you can't control. And like what out of the things you can control, like, would you do anything different? If the answer is no, am I actually feeling overwhelmed or am I like excited by this? Or do I need to build in more time for a nap or like what, you know, or more time to walk my dog or whatever it is. Right. And you get to decide when you make the changes, which I think is one thing we need to always remind ourselves when we're getting going in these businesses and they are really taking off is at any point you can take an extra day off. Yes. I have told myself that. Yeah. Like, you know what? These are the days that you work every week. But if you look right here, you don't have anyone. You could just block that day off. Yeah. So beautiful. And like, just to give yourself the gift of the freedom to choose to do that and not make it mean anything about you is just because you decided you wanted to. You don't even have to have a good reason. Like the reason is because you decided to. Good enough. Right. (laughs) Good enough. (laughs) I love it. All right. Well, I'm really excited that you came on the podcast. I think people continue to look for ways to have fun in your business and look for and be open to some of these tips that Valerie gave, you know, some of the things she was resistant to, like online scheduling, that's okay. Like be resistant to it, but try it anyway and see if it works out for you. You can always 
stop doing it. So any last words you'd like to add before we go? Sure. You had said about having fun with your business. And I remember back to my name, when you asked me to describe MFR and I said, well, that's easy. I can do that in one word for myself. Mm -hmm. But I said freedom. And then you had written on social media, you took it and you put total body freedom. And then I went back and checked with you and I said, Hey, can I steal that from you for my business name? Mm -hmm. And you told me, yes, that have fun with it. Like have fun with your business. It's serious, but it's not that serious. Yeah. So I still obviously still remember that. And I still keep that with me. Like, how can I make this more fun for myself, especially with small things that overwhelm me? Yeah. Yeah. And checking into your overwhelm, like it's a default setting, right? It doesn't, you don't always have to go into it, right? Like you can bring it with you. (laughs) I'm feeling overwhelmed today and that's okay. I'm still going to have fun. I'm still going to do these things and I'm going to create space for me to take care of myself. I think that's super important. So, well, thanks for all the work you do in the world. You're just another one of those special people doing MFR and I have a lot of respect for you. So fun. Thank you, Heather. All right, everybody. That's another episode of the MFR Coaches Podcast. And I hope you all have a great week. Talk to you later. Bye. Thanks for joining me this week on the MFR Coaches Podcast. Check out my book, The MFR Coaches Guide to Having Your Own Myofascial Release Business. Autographed copies are available at my website, www.themfrcoach.com. Kindle version and print also available on Amazon. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram at The MFR Coach for more info on today's topic. As always, subscribe to the show to catch every new episode and leave us a review so we can continue to bring you fresh content. See you next week.